Hello and welcome to Done and Dusted. Today we will be talking to Mr. Bikram Singh, who's not just a creative individual and a fashion model extraordinaire, but he's also somebody who's worked with multiple brands. Given his input on projects ranging from the South Asian Fashion Week to Daniel Wellington, but he has been able to do that by crafting his own unique identity and sticking to his roots. We will break it down and get to know him a little bit today. And as someone who has personally worked with him, I can guarantee that you'll be able to get something out of it, something valuable, something tangible. So without further ado, let's get into it. How's it going, my man? How, everything good? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. I hope you're staying safe, man. Yep, yep, yep. And I hope you are as well. Yes, sir. Just locked into the home. Well, okay. that's just how, that's the new normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, thank you so much for doing this, man. Really, really appreciate it. It means a lot. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, no worries. Anyhow, how is how's life going? By the way, has the has the shoots have the shoots been canceled for you and everything like that? All that good stuff? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I think with everybody else and everything else is everything's on a pod right now. Um, so no shoots, not nothing going on right now. Um, just staying home, trying to stay safe right now. But mm-hmm. at the same time, kind of keeping some hope and looking forward to things getting back to back on track. I know it's going to take a while. Until we all are back to like our normal self. We met like a couple of months ago. I made a spontaneous trip to Toronto yeah. and like that kind of stuff. It's, it's going to take some time to get back to that. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are so, you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm just uh, same, same situation as that. Just all the shoots and everything got postponed. But besides that, everything is, everybody's trying to say, uh, everybody's trying to stay safe. So, whatever projects that were inside the house so for example i painted my basement so all that got done in a week's time because everybody was quarantined so everybody was home so everybody was doing the work so we painted the house uh i cleaned my closet up and all the projects i had to start so thankfully to start this podcast actually all the gear i needed i actually was able to acquire right before all the businesses got closed so i was able to do that and I was like, okay, so now that I have the gear and I'm at home, all I have to do is study. Photography is <laughs> out of the picture for now. So I'm like, okay, might as well work on this project. <laughs> no, that's great, man. Uh, yeah. By the way, so the first things first, let's get everything warmed up by starting a rapid fire round. You down for that? Sure. Yeah? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Let's go. So first question, who's your favorite actor? Oh boy, this is tough. Uh, I'll go with Akshay Kumar. Oh, perfect. Love him. What is your favorite cuisine? Uh, hmm. I'll go with Indian cuisine. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah, nothing better than home food, eh? Yeah. <laughs> what is a dream car? Dream car? Mm-hmm. Oh, this has to be a vintage, something old. Um, Probably an American muscle car or something like that yeah. in the 60s, maybe. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of BMWs on their stories lately. You love oh, those. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So perfect. Who do you think of when you think of the word success? Hmm. My father and one of my mentors and good friends, Sunny. Nice. If you were alone on a deserted island, what three things would you wish you to have with you? Uh oh boy. Uh, a good book and uh three things, right? Mm-hmm. Something to hunt with so I can hunt food. And, um, I would say, I think that's about it. I don't think I really need much, man. I can, I can make do. <laughs> With those two things, eh? So a good yeah. book and a good knife, a hunting knife, sir. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? All right, uh, I'm going to go for my guilty pleasure. You get these cookies from Trader Joe's, they're called chocolate dunkers. Uh-huh. If I can only eat one thing for the rest of my life, I'll, I'll pick that. Oh, I got to try those. What is the one skill you wish you had? How to swim, which I'm working on. I can't swim. I try, I try but I float, and then I fall down and I sink. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. I, I want to learn how to swim once the yeah. pool's open back. I'm going to do that. Use three words to describe the feeling of home. Home, comfortable, mm-hmm. snug, sure. um, and good food. Good food, man. Good food is always good. Yeah. Also laughter if I can add that in there. I think comfort and snug are kind of the same thing. <laughs> if given the opportunity, what's the first thing you'd cross off your bucket list? Da, 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 da. Wow. Uh travel to uh, let's see there's a lot of places i want to check off in the bucket list in terms of travel sure. um i'd say go on like a some sort of a long trip away from everything that just disconnects me be out in the nature for a while fair enough so go off grid mm-hmm. nice describe your lifelong dream in one sentence man what was your lifelong dream Oh boy, to be a successful person that uh, can also be a good role model at the same time, but I can motivate others and push them to be their best selves. You're already there, man. Honestly speaking, like from a personal perspective, I mean, you already motivate so many people using your uh, your work, whatever you put out there and the content you put. I mean, it's already inspiring me, so (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's working on a lot more people who, who are starting off as well. You know? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. But I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> what would you say your biggest strength is? Um, my biggest strength. This is tough. I don't really look at myself this way, but it's good to, to analyze it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest strengths is the ability to take feedback, which took me a long time to learn. But once I learned it, I, I realized it's one of the, the best skills to have. Uh, when people usually give us feedback, most of us just look the other way and don't want the other person telling us what's better for us. Mm-hmm. But having that mindset to listen um, and not have any bias and try to understand what the other person is saying is very crucial. And that can help you become even better. Mm. So what would you say the best thing to start off? So if somebody wants to start learning the fact that, okay, how to listen and take feedback, what is the first thing you should start off with? Uh, I would say there's this book, 
uh, called How to Win Friends and Influence People uh-huh. by Dale Carnegie. Oh, yeah. I came up on this book uh, a while ago. Now it's been pretty popular. It's one of the most popular uh, self-improvement books. Uh, now, I myself am not much of a reader, never really was, but I learned to, you know, my interest grew into that topic and I just couldn't put that book down. And I would read it during my travel to work to during my commute. Mm-hmm. And it basically goes through some small things of, you know, instead of like uh, speaking back right away to something, you can instead ask a question. You can rephrase mm-hmm. what you're trying to say. Uh, and, you know, just the small things here and there, just analyzing yourself to how you, you, you talk and you behave uh, in those small steps will then eventually to the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And then you can have a successful conversation with anybody. Oh, nice. That's that's wonderful to know, man. Thank you so much. I'll definitely put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the next question you already answered, uh, but what is the most recent book you've read? Uh, so that for sure, there's one I'm reading at the moment called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. That's another good one. And I'm liking what, I, what I'm reading so far. It basically goes through what are our habits how do you establish them? Uh, because we have a lot of habits in our life. Uh, mm-hmm. Some are good, some are bad. And then how you can uh, figure out which ones are good, which ones are bad. And then you can uh, learn to create new habits because that's possible. It's, it's, it's doable. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn the process behind it. And then uh, you can do anything. Some people, they want to get more fit. Some people want to wake up early. They want to get into the habit of those things. So you just got to realize what it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you can uh, set a plan to fix them and correct them and create new habits. It's pretty cool. For sure, man. For sure. Thank you so much for sharing that. Really appreciate it. Of course. This is fun, man. <laughs> By the way, so last question for this rapid fire round, and I know this has not been a much of a rapid fire, but <laughs> using a phrase of using a phrase, how would you describe your sense of fashion? Hmm. I would say my sense of fashion. And uh, I like to say outgoing, but I'm not really out there like that. Most of the stuff I do is kind of on like the the more professional side, uh, more classy looks. But uh, I like to experiment, do some small things here and there that that speak out in their own ways. Maybe it could be a small, you know, brighter pocket square or a little touch mm-hmm. of color. But not really out there in terms of like just trying something new. Fair enough, fair enough. But, so perfect. So that ends that rapid fire aspect of things. Nice. So let's get into the meaty questions, okay? The meatier questions, uh, mm-hmm. the, those deep ones. <laughs> the main question we're asking here is that why is it important to stick to our roots and develop our own identity by adapting yeah. different elements through the chosen outlet or whatever the case might be, or however you choose to do that? Yeah. Now, first question, let's get it started. How did you get started with fashion? Let's start with that before we delve deeper into your journey. Uh, so my journey with fashion began, uh, boy, I don't, I got to be able to look at this year. I'll see if I can track it down. But I did one of my first photo shoots ever uh, without having any sort of prior experience for this company called Turban and Beard. Mm-hmm. So a good friend of mine, uh, he used to own the company at the time. And uh, he asked if I wanted to be part of his uh, newest uh, product shoot. So mm. I show up and, you know, the whole the whole day just, just went by. It was like a dream. It was something new for me altogether. I'd never done anything like that. And, and I walked away with a lot of uh, new experiences. You know, I met a bunch of new people and never been in front of a camera like that. 
So that was a pretty good start for me. And from there, um, being featured on their site and um, some posters and all that, a couple of other opportunities popped up here and there. So I started, uh, you know, going for them and, and then just go from there. Nice, man. Was it was fashion something you were always interested in or something that just came along? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, as a young kid, uh, I wasn't really like, yeah, it wasn't my thing that, oh, you know, I'm going to be a fashion person when I grow up or I'll do something fashion. But um, as, I, as I grew up um, and these opportunities came up, um, I got to learn a little bit more from my parents as well. I found some old family pictures and just seeing my dad, seeing him, how he's a swag, swag dad and just wearing cool clothing. And you know, I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. You know, we never really talked about that. So I got to learn about those things as well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't something I was always interested in. It's kind of a path that I kind of fell into and I really like it and I enjoy it. Um, and I would say there's still a lot for me to explore and to, to um, you know, develop myself in, in the fashion uh, path. Fair enough. I am. So how would you say the upbringing and how you grew up has affected your creative endeavors you're pursuing? Uh, so I was born in India, raised in Queens, New York, where I've been most of my life, about 20-something right. years now. And so I live in a Sikh family, the, the Indian lifestyle. Uh, I've always been with my parents and my sisters and you know family close by. So those things have definitely influenced me a lot uh, mm -hmm. and myself because uh, there have been you know some people or cases where you go to a new country or you grow up in a different kind of environment and you're more likely to you know jump on the bandwagon um the way i see it so i learned that you know i could be successful i could be anything i want to be go into any career path uh while being who i was brought up as so and being brought up as a you know full Thick, who you know, not cutting my hair, my beard, and tying a turban. Uh, I've had a lot of different, um, you know, influencers in my own life. Uh, it could be somebody like my dad or somebody in the family. So looking up at those people, uh, it, it motivated me to, to, to stay this way. And coincidentally, in the fashion world, it's also given me some sort of a unique place. Um, I feel like the style that I have, the look that I have is, is not something uh, that's common, but it's definitely, uh, you know, it's celebrated and it's praised by others. So I really like it. Fair enough. Did you have any inspirations getting getting started? So when you were starting off and when you realized, okay, this is something, sure, let's, let's you know, on my free time or whenever, let's try this fashion stuff out. Did you have any inspirations uh, during that time or was it something that again came from family and your upbringing? Um, so I, I, I got a couple of opportunities, as I said, to, to model for some companies, do some product marketing and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and then Instagram started to pop up. This is still early days of Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do something because I felt like yeah, seeing a little bit of inspiration from Sing Street Style, uh, like right around that time when he when he kind of blew up, I thought, you know what, maybe I should do something here. But I had no idea where to even start. You know how you go about, and this is before like Instagram marketing or followers or likes or any of this stuff like was was known to the common public. Mm -hmm. So um, I tried to put something together, uh, a couple of attempts. Uh, most of them were failed and just 
just on my part of learning to to work with people. Uh-huh. And that's just something I've, I've I've had a challenge is trying to come up with an idea is great, but trying to execute it, um, you'll need some more people. And if you have a team, you can execute a really good idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I tried a couple of times, uh, and I learned from each one. And then I met uh, my uh, mentor and good friend Sunny Singh. He uh, and I we, we worked on some projects together, and we decided to start an Instagram page called Sing in the City. And him and I, we we both would just you know we, we ran the whole thing. So we would uh, uh, reach out to companies for collaborations. We would uh, feature ourselves in there. We would take the pictures. We would do the editing. We would do everything ourselves because uh, we really didn't know where else to go. And him and I, we bonded really well, mm-hmm. and we saw that uh, vision. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Nice, man. I'm glad to hear that you finally found someone that you could work with and had you know, the same wavelength to work together. And, and you talked about like the, the before you found something that worked, you did tried a lot of things and failed. So, I mean, that's a really important point to make, which is even after those failures, you did not stop. Do you mind exploring more and delving deeper into what those failures were? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, a good failure is something like uh, just... I would say it's it's more so just learning to know what you want, right? Having that clear. And then if you're working with somebody trying to figure out uh, what's the goal, you know, what's the goal of, of uh, that we're all trying to achieve. And, and I guess part of it goes into uh, something I learned later on. It's something I learned in, in the book, how to influence people and how to win friends is, is how you speak to people because the way you speak to them the way they'll speak to you, you can, you know, get everybody aligned on, on, on one thought. So uh, you probably notice this maybe in your own self or in general, but when it comes to brown people, everybody wants to do their own thing or wants to be in the middle of it. So it, it's sometimes hard to get people together to think of the word teamwork, uh, where everyone can outrun each other and then mm-hmm. take the idea and run with it. So For sure. things like that. But um, I look back on it. I, I try to start some Instagram pages and, you know, fashion things. I still have those pictures from those shoots that never really got published. Mm-hmm. Like very, very like beginner level stuff. Some I pictures know. I laughed at today. Like, what was I doing? But <laughs> hey, at least I went out there. I tried, you know. Um, so that is stuff I look at as an inspiration. And i rather uh, live through, you know, repeated failures than to just have a what if thought in my mind. Of like, oh, what if I had done that back in the day? Because that's that's something that just doesn't fit well with me. I'd rather say, well, I did try something, even though I didn't do it really well. But at least I tried it and I have an experience I could share with others and uh, possibly help them out. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, I mean, you've been doing this for a few years now. Uh, has there ever been, say, a full circle moment for you? Say, like, you know, when you had things come, like, it, it was a full circle where you were starting off but now you were in a place where other people are looking up to you kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they have actually. And, and it's quite interesting to be able to, you know, uh, experience that as well. So when, when Sonny and I were trying to, to work on this thing in the city page, mm-hmm. I remember uh, a watch company called Daniel Wellington was just uh, starting to get, you know, popular and um, starting to kind of blow up. And they were releasing a watch series called the Dapper Collection. 
And him and I, we, we saw the watch and we fell in love with it. And we said, you know what, we, we got to get our hands on it. So mm-hmm. we got to the company. And at that time, the company was pretty small. And uh, subsequently, we did a couple of shoots to create some sort of a portfolio because we figured we need to make a portfolio to send the company so they can see what we have. And, and if they're interested, you know, we can work something out. Mm-hmm. But um, we had reached out to them. And at, at that point, they didn't even have any collaboration efforts. They didn't even have like a social media team. It was just like a contact us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they had responded to us. They said, we don't have any plans at the moment, but thanks for reaching out. And we were a little disappointed. I was like, you know what? I really like this company and I like their stuff and I want to I wanna work with them, do something. Mm. So um, it, at least we tried, right? Then you fast forward a couple of years later, uh, I get an email one day from Daniel Wellington wow. with an opportunity to work on something. And, and to me, I was like, it was out of nowhere because I wasn't even planning anything. I hadn't contacted anybody for years and they somehow find my email address and, or they found me on the internet on Instagram and saw my um my usage and stuff like that so they contacted me for an opportunity and that was pretty cool so being able to work on something like that and um recently i was at one of their stores and um i was getting the battery swapped out and just just have a conversation with the people that work there you know i i was actually lucky enough to be uh on a campaign with danny wilton and and, you know just uh, seeing their reaction and um sharing that story pretty neat yeah, yo, that was that was amazing, man. That, that was an amazing story. I wish I had something like that. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, so, I mean, because you had that moment and all that came full circle and things like that, would you say that uh, it was because you were able to adapt and absorb different influences and experiences you had in your life and translate them into something, something, um, how should I say this? you were able to translate it into something tangible and something beneficial for yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that's definitely, it's important. Um, and if, you know, I, I feel like a person is, is born into something, they grow up with a certain set of values. They're taught that by their family and their parents, and you know, they know A, B and C, but when, when you get older, you start to see the world and the real life and you get to, have more experiences and, and, you know, deep come across different situations, having the ability to see past that ABC and see that there's also D, E, F, and the alphabet just goes on. Mm-hmm. That perception I think is very important. And it's something I tried um, to have. And mm-hmm. once I realized that I can, if I choose to open up my mind, it only benefits me and I'll experience so many new things and, and you know, see so many new things and meet a lot of cool people um or if i decide to shut myself down and just say no this is what i live by and this is all i'm going to live by then i'm only preventing myself so it's important and and i did learn to uh you know adapt like you know you might come across a fashion show where you're walking and they'll ask you to put on a certain kind of uh, outfit now it's not something i might wear every day but i have a trust in that designer and it's a conversation that you know you got to be able to have and say sure like i'd love to I'm, I'm here to be part of this this is something new for me and, and i know um i agree to the foundations of this so um i want to do it right mm-hmm. fair enough yeah. mm-hmm. that's some amazing advice man you really succinctly uh surrounded everything what is the one rule you abide by that has helped you become a better creative 
Like, is there a certain, like, one thing that you don't compromise on? This, like, this thing has to be followed kind of thing. Um, so it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. I, I believe very <clears throat> highly in self-reflection. Right. And um, this is something that just, you know, once I was able to grasp the idea of self-reflection, um, I try to practice it as often as I can. I try to teach it to whoever I can. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody has potential and they're open to the conversation of learning about it, because it blew my mind when I learned about it. You know, self-reflection is very simple. You just, you, you do what you're doing, but you take a moment to sit down. Um, it could be, you can write it down. You can just think about it. You can type it out, whatever you want. But mm-hmm. take notes of what you did, uh, how you did it, and what you can do to improve it again next time. So mm-hmm. it just gives you a good idea of like, you know, this is how I am. Or like, uh, let's say I went to an interview and then you can take notes on it. You know, how did I do? Did I shake the hand too strong or did I, you know, uh, play around with my water bottle? Was I confident enough? So how can I do it better? It's not that I did something wrong and I got to punish myself, but how can I do it better? I also like to have that um, thought in my mind uh, just because it helps me, you know, do the same thing again, but do it better. And I feel like that's helped me uh, succeed in a lot of things in life and at work as well. Wow. Uh, that's amazing, man. Thank you so much for the advice. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of self-reflection, is it, is the, is the self-reflection tip something you would give, say that the Bikram Singh of the past, that same advice that, okay, start self-reflection earlier or something like that? Or is it, or would you give your past self some other advice? Uh, I would definitely tell him to to reflect on himself earlier on as well, but more so, you know what, I, I would tell younger Bikram, I would tell him to stop fascinating as much um, <laughs> because it's, you know, I, I've, I've learned, I, I used to procrastinate a lot, I still probably do to some, to some level or extent, but um, just being able to get up and go out there and, and tackle the goal, just, just do it. doesn't matter how it comes out, doesn't matter if it's the, the finest product or, you know, even if it's going out for a run, just go run. doesn't matter how many miles you cover. Just do it. At least you did it right. And from there, you can reflect and, and make it better the second time around. Um, I've, I, I feel like there might have been some uh, instances where I just, you know, thought about it and never really did something. Um, and then somebody else does it. And then I have that, oh, you know what? I had that idea in mind kind of moment. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's also on me. I could have easily like done it. Nobody was stopping me. Nothing was stopping me. So I think it, it's it's important um, to not procrastinate. Fair enough. So same, same, thing, same advice I'd give to anybody else. Like now we have this time for during the quarantine, we're all home, and in a way we're stuck. I understand, but this is like the time that we all complain about. Like oh, I don't have time. I'm busy. You know, now you can't even tell your friends, I'll talk to you later because I'm busy. You, you can't really be busy doing much here at home, right? Mm. So this, I feel like when we walk away from this, you know, uh, first, I hope everyone walks away safe and sound. Um, and second, I hope people can go back to their lives having learned something new. So like you're trying something new here with the podcast, you're, 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 you're putting the effort in, might as well use this time to do something productive. I think that's really great, you know? Our brothers are also like learning a new skill or learning to cook or whatever it might be. You have the time now, you know, go online. There's plenty of resources to learn things. Uh, you can learn to play chess. You can walk out of this thing as one of the greatest chess players in your, in your, in your household. Fair enough. Yeah. That was really motivating. Thank you so much for that. 
Lastly, what is the big, hairy, audacious goal of Bikram Singh for this fashion? So, um, this is going to be not fashion related. My sure. big, hairy, audacious goal is to get my old BMW back on the road. Ooh, so, my first car, it's a 2001 BMW X5. It's one of the SUVs that BMW made, one of the first ones. Okay. It was their old family car, and, and I got it as my first car. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the, the, the years, you know, it started to wear out and, and deteriorate and stuff, and I really didn't know anything. It was my first car. I was just driving around, having fun in it. And now it's been standing in my driveway for uh, over two years, and then my goal is to get it back on the road, which is doable. It just needs a, a little bit of repair and some fixing up and some tender love and care. And, uh, yeah, the, the goal is to get this thing back on the road and it's just uh, you know when you sit in it it's, it brings back the memories and the good old days so i i, I cherish that a lot i know i shouldn't be attached to any objects uh it kind of no goes against worries, my other principles no worries but that that's my goal memories are something uh you always yeah. associate with say music or things or objects some things are you you can't separate them right some things are exactly just, they're just meant to be cherished you know Yes, sir. Nostalgia is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect. Thank you so much for that, man. Those are good, solid 30 minutes of conversation. Really, really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, yes. And I'm sure that you've been on many other podcasts which have better experienced hosts, but this is my first time. So I hope you thank you so much for bearing me, man. I appreciate nah, it. Man, listen, thanks. Thank you for doing this to begin with. Right. And then uh, considering to even have me, I feel honored to be here. Uh, no, um, no, no, you, you are always putting me like up on a, like some next level. I'm not that big. So <laughs> you're, you're doing some really good stuff. And I, I honestly, we talked about this before. You know, I wish we could be closer together physically just so we can work on cool, like, projects together. But, hey, I don't think that's even a problem. We're doing this right here, you know. 100%. So, yeah, I think if you put your, your, your mind to it, you can you can accomplish anything. 100%. Why not? Might as well do it, right? <laughs> yes, sir. As always, don't procrastinate people and stay keep staying creative. <laughs> See you in the next one. <laughs> Thank All you so right, much. Bye. Bye.